We're back. I know you missed me. It's been a week, but I'm glad to be back and talking about good, bad, and ugly with your favorite Kenton Gibbs, who held it down for me last week. We're talking about the Atlantic Division teams. It seems that it's all but Clemson going to the title game. And, you know, can anybody in the ACC beat them at this point? Doubt it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, we are your first listen when it comes to all things ACC. We always appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to listen to us. Listen, guys, this episode of Locked On ACC is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup. Okay, there's a lot to go over on week eight for the ACC right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll, you'll love. Try it today. Kenton, how are you feeling? How's the weekend been? Oh, you know, it, it's been it's been a weekend. It, it has been a, a very interesting time. Uh, I am not going to lie to you. This is, this is going to be one of the better good, bad, and uglies because, boy, there are some behinds that need to be dug in, and we're going to dig in them today. We're going to dig in them today. Look forward to doing that. I know you got a nice weekend where you didn't have to talk about NC State football. They got a little break, so you didn't go in on the offensive line, offensive coordinator, you know, all the things. You had an opportunity to really just enjoy football. How was that for you? Did I have an opportunity to enjoy football? Did I really? No, but, uh, you know, it, it was it was having NC State be on a bye week this week was absolutely spectacular because that team, they need to get healthy. They need to get healthy. Uh, that is just vital if they want to if they want a shot at being anything other than a, a six and six, maybe seven and five at best team. So it, it was good to uh, good to have those guys resting up more than anything. There's a lot of football still left in the season. We're going to talk about here week eight matchups as we go in through good, bad and ugly in the Atlantic divisions. Every Monday we talk about the good that's happened, the bad room for improvement and the downright ugly. And so let's get right into it. The good being for me, you know, Kitten has his own good and own bad and own ugly. But the good being for me was Clemson and Syracuse actually being a solid matchup. The number five Clemson team took on Syracuse, the number 14 team, and it was all Syracuse till it wasn't. Nice comeback by the Tigers. And ultimately, though, as much as people talk about ACC football, it was a great time to see the improvement and really matching energies of what we've kind of found from Clemson in terms of being the top of the top, the creme de la creme here in ACC football. It's nice to see that Syracuse was able to step up and play in big ways and ultimately tell people and remind people that ACC football is good around the bend. You know, my good, there's only two Atlantic games or two games that included teams from the Atlantic this week. So naturally, there were we're three. There were three. Three, three. I'm I know sorry. you don't want to talk about Louisville, but they actually won. <laughs> but here's the thing, okay? We got the three games that included uh, Atlantic teams this week. And so, with that being said, there was bound to be a ton of overlap. And my good is, uh, you know, anybody who says that I do not have a little bit of an ego is a liar because me being right 
about DJU and Clemson not believing in him or him not believing in himself is my good for the week, ladies and gentlemen. I told everyone after the Wake Forest game, everybody said, oh, Ken, you're wrong. You're, you see what happened? Well, look how good he looked. And I said that Wake Forest defense is atrocious. All of the defenses in the state of North Carolina, not named the Wolfpack, are god-awful. And if Locked On Podcast Network put together an offense, we could go put up 30 points on them. And so, to Duke's see- defense isn't awful. North Carolina, I'll give you that one. Duke's defense is awful. Okay, Duke's defense isn't awful. It's bad, but it's not awful. Oh, it's bad. It's not oh awful. I, I, I get that. I get that. Duke could get a stop here and there. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. And, and don't see this. Don't let this. Because, see, you letting the same thing happen with Duke and all those takeovers, turnovers that they forced. Uh, against Miami, you letting the same thing happen that all those folks let happen when DJ put up those points against uh, against Wake Forest. They are who they are. That team never believed. I knew that he was two bad quarters away from being replaced. And for everybody who says no quarterback at Clemson is is above being replaced after two bad quarters, really? Because I seem to recall multiple times where that the long uh, flowing locks of Trevor Lawrence was throwing the ball to the other team. And guess what? Guess what Clemson did? Yeah, he'll be all right. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. You know, it's interesting you say that. That was going to be my bad, but I'll just wait for it. But it's very, very much observant of the Clemson offense and wanting to win and win bad and putting Cade Club look, Club Nick in definitely helped turn things around. It's very interesting to see. We haven't been told who will be the starting quarterback going in. I mean, as much as we say it's going to be DJ, things could shift. We, we've seen it before with Clemson. At the end of the day, when they want to win at all, at all costs, at any cost, and taking him out during the second half of the game was essential, I think, for this, to secure that win. You know, I'm going to tell you this. Um, again, I – I think that that Clemson team's Achilles heel is the quarterback position. I think everywhere else they are good or better. I think the Will Shipley is a, I think he's a little overrated, but I think he's a good back. I think he's a good back. I think he, he and uh, he, and I believe it's Kobe pace. Uh, they're a good tandem, good tandem offensive line. The offensive line is actually playing pretty well. They're playing pretty well. The receiving group, tight ends, pass catchers, ballers, studs, those tight ends, I'm always surprised how Clemson's tight ends look like gods amongst men in the ACC and like none of them go on to do much in the league. That's always surprising me because they're balling. That defense, Lord knows, those guys up front, <laughs> you could throw a rock in, in, in that defensive line room and you're more likely to hit a first rounder than you are a guy that's not going to play in the NFL. That secondary, little young, little raw, little inexperienced, but the quarterback position, that's the, that's the spot. Now, Clemson won the game. They keep winning. But we're going to talk about how that keeps happening next because that's going to be a part of my bad or my ugly. Stick around to figure out which one. Ooh, we love a good tease. I will correct you, though. It's Phil Moffa who had the game, good game on Saturday, not Kobe Pace, the running back. Will Shipley and Phil Moffa. And actually, Phil Moffa got into the game a couple times more than Will Shipley after that fumble. So, you know. Just like for the people that are going to be sticklers with us. You know, you know how our fans get. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And you know what? Either way it goes, it the, the point still remains the same. I don't go into watching a Clemson game thinking, oh, man, these running backs. They're just, oh, boy, these running backs are going to be the ones. Never that. It's never that position. It's a position that ends with back, but it's not the runners. Not oh, the runners that I'm worried about. No doubt about it. All right, we have to transition here into what is our good, bad, and ugly. And as Kinson mentioned, there is a part of the bad that comes with Clemson's continuing to win. But, guys, listen, 
Our this week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it definitely has to be, again, Kate Klubnick being able to come back in what was a very tight game, staying focused, being a young quarterback and playing in Death Valley, had everyone rallying behind him. I think it was just ultimately a strong showing for the young quarterback, and I think there's a bright future for him ahead. So we appreciate all the thrilling moments at that Nissan is able to provide us this season. This segment is, has been inspired by thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in all the new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinders today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. So we're rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs here of Locked on Wolfpack, and we're our, we are talking about the good, bad, and ugly that is from our Atlantic Division teams. Each and every Monday we do this for you, and we talked about Clemson winning being good because at the end of the day, you got to beat who's in front of you. They've had very much valiant opponents. Wake Forest, NC State, Syracuse all gave them their best shot. Ultimately, Clemson came out with the W. Now, to me, what's bad about that is the fact that for whatever reason, you can't kill the king. And that just, to me, what are, what are we missing from some of these Atlanta division teams to ultimately get these Ws? Even I'll even throw Florida State in that number. There is a, a not only a lack of confidence and a lack of assuredness, but there is an amount of uh, panic. There is an amount of... Uh, I hate to say this word because it is college college athletics, but there's an amount of, um, I, I don't know, maybe I would say amateurism or immaturity. There's an amount of just overall fear where you no longer play your opponent. You play the helmet, you play the names and you get scared and you get tight. And all of a sudden you can't do what you need to do anymore, which I think plagues teams in this conference like, I have never seen anything like this. I have it's never. It's definite pissed down leg energy. I think that was Syracuse's Achilles heel because even when they were talking on the broadcast how they felt like the sideline was just a panic. The heads were down and coaches had to coach them up and say, guys, we're still in this game because at points they were still winning, but they saw the comeback starting and they're like, oh, here we go. And I'm like, bro, if anything, just keep playing your game. And you definitely, to me, saw Garrett Schrader ultimately pull Garrett Schrader moves when it was all said and done. 38. 38 straight home wins in Death Valley. The rest of this conference should be embarrassed. That's my bad. The rest of this conference should oh, Lord. be embarrassed. This is not about, here's the thing, Okay. And I know a lot of Clemson fans are going to say, oh, Ken's a Clemson hater. He's upset at us, whatever, whatever, whatever. Listen, I'll openly admit the worst game I ever played in my life was against Clemson, but I have nothing against any program that I'm asked to cover, that I'm asked to talk about. This is not a matter of, oh, Clemson is not supposed to be this good or I don't want Clemson to be good. I want all of our teams to be good. That's the problem. There should be no way. Alabama doesn't get to 38 straight. Why? All the national championships they have, they're not going to get there. Georgia, not going to get there. LSU, definitely not going to get there. Nobody is going to get here. When teams get this good, when teams get records that span this far in terms of winning, I can tell you there's a problem with the teams that they're playing. 
Yes, to a degree, there is certain teams that, hey, Clemson is, is head and shoulders above some teams, and that's just what it is. You live with that. You, I'm sorry. There are certain teams, you just see them get off the bus, and you're just like, oh, those boys supposed to get a win in there in Death Valley? <laughs> oh, boy. Give me give me Clemson on the money line. Give me Clemson and the points. Give me Clemson and all of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. But the, the next guys in line, the Wake Forest, the NC State, the, the Syracuses this year, the um who, who are the Florida states of the world? Where did you go? Why did Come y'all missing? <laughs> We're begging. Come back. <laughs> Thirty-eight straight at home. Again, a lot of this. This is why this is my bad. It's not a knock against Clemson. Clemson, this is not a knock against y'all. Y'all are doing what y'all are supposed to do. Keep doing what you're supposed to do. Keep whooping on these boys' heads. It's, it's like in uh, uh, Glory Road when when uh, Big Daddy David Latin threw it threw a dunk down and he put his armpit in the rim and the coach said, I told you no dunking in practice. But you know what? If Willie's going to be soft under there like that, put your rim in the armpit every time. I mean, put your armpit in the rim every time. That's what I'm looking at Clemson saying. Y'all keep this up. Keep this streak going for as long as you can. But the rest of the ACC, particularly the Atlantic, you should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. And and, and then you know what? I'm going to tell you this. As a person who was a part of that, I am embarrassed. As a person who was a part of that, I am embarrassed. I don't know about the rest of the ACC, but this is a, it's it's a sham. It's a shame. And these teams should be taking a look at themselves saying, what are we doing that we can't go in? None of us for years. Almost half a decade have been able to go into one venue and snatch one win. You know, this could have been your ugly, but it's you and Apollo yelling at people like a dad for me. That's what it's giving. It's, it's you and Apollo sitting here wagging that finger, just so disappointed in the Atlantic Division team. Oh, don't worry. There's more finger wagging coming for the ugly. Because, again, <laughs> again, I just – the last team to beat them at home was Pitt in two – 2016 a child born the day before they had their last ever loss is not only walking now that child has friends that child has friends that they chose that in play dates that child has play dates well yeah but you know two-year-olds have play dates where you're like oh yeah i know their mom I'm a five-year-old they pick people they like they're like hey i don't like that kid get that kid away from me I do not. Mom, I know that that's your best friend. Their kid is weird. They keep oh scratching God. the lead paint and eating it. I don't know what's going on with this child. So with that being said, this is, again, this this group of ACC teams, particularly the Atlantic, for shame. Each and every one of you for shame. Yeah, that's true. I do want to mention like a bad but kind of good. Like, welcome back, Malik Cunningham, who had two touchdowns to beat Pitt at the twenty-four and ten win. The bad for me is like Jack Harlow having to be there for y'all to get hyped. Like, y'all should be able to get hyped, you know, without having a celebrity walk y'all out, do all the things. Like, to be a four and three team and getting celebrities like that, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm a hater, and I I get the whole recruiting ploy. That's definitely gonna get some of the guys coming in, whatever, what have you, but. Y'all should be able to do this, like, you know, just on a regular Saturday, right? No. Okay. You know, I oftentimes quote my high school coaches because I love them dearly. I talk to them all the time still to this day, right? Ain't played for them in over a decade. Still love them to death, still talk to them. Let me quote Jermaine Crowell. If, son, if I got to prompt and prime you to play this game, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. The boys in Louisville, if y'all had to be pumped and prompt, I'm going to assume that Candace is wrong right now. I'm going to give y'all the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say y'all won that game off your merit. 
just because that's who you are and you didn't need Jack Harlow. Because I'm going to tell you, I think highly enough of you to say that you don't need a young man that ain't got nothing to do with your program. Didn't attend your school. Didn't run out of gas or with you. Didn't he, he didn't go to Louisville. I don't believe so. I, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like be. I feel like he did. I mean, listen. Even if don't, he, it don't sound too far off base. You know, Mike. What's that, what was that guy for, who went to Duke? Who um, ended up being like a superstar or whatever? I I have no clue. He said Mike Posner. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. It. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. his, yeah. his music is terrible. Yeah, Mike Posner. <laughs> Not off of music. Jack Harlow is from Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, I know he's from there. I know he's from there. I know he's from. He didn't there. go to school there. Okay. okay Either okay. way it goes, it shouldn't take all that. When I played mm-hmm. the cast, we didn't need Big Sean or Eminem or somebody walking us out. We <laughs> knew it's time to go. When I played at NC State, we didn't need Zach Galifianakis or, or Scotty McCreary or something like that. Oh. <laughs> Now we don't know who Zach Galifianakis is. Zach Galifianakis would be your hype man at NC State, bro. He's a celebrity. You know what? I'm we're not talking gonna... about people hype music. We're just talking about we're talking about rappers. Z- Jack Harlow makes hype music, doesn't he? I'm sorry, but I I didn't hear that. We we fly first class up in the sky. I thought to myself, yeah, this is it. This is it. I mean, for me, for ladies' night, for sure. That's definitely my bop, okay? The closest, the closest thing that man's ever had to hype music was uh, uh, Industry Baby with Lil Nas X. That's it. That's the closest he's ever been. And that one was, that okay. was okay. Lil Nas did what he had to do on that one. That man, the rent was due and he paid it. He paid the mortgage with it. That man, he, he did a lot with that song. But yeah, no. Yeah, again, yeah. again, I'm going to assume... Louisville, I'm going to assume that Candace is wrong and that y'all are good enough young men to, to have it in you to say, you know what? We got to take a stand. Our coach is fighting for his life. And guess <laughs> what? And guess what? Not only is your, your coach fighting for his life, you're fighting for yours. Because when that new coach comes in, baby, if you don't fit his system, guess where you're going? But wait, Satterfield's not getting fired now. He's, he's not going. The recruit <laughs> thing. All you got... You bring Jack Harlow. That's how you stay around. Who told you he wasn't getting fired? You're too close to me. Where did you get that information? Back up, bro. Where did you get that information? You're making the audio terrible. Stop. Where did you? But that—that's because I need to know where you got that information. He's not getting fired. Okay. Again, I said that he's Jack Harlow. You win. That's that's what it's about. He's not getting fired. College athletics is about the show. Sometimes him winning is what helped him not get fired. Imagine if he would have lost out this year. You mean to tell me he would have kept his job? He still could. Like, what did we say? Oh, absolutely not. It's only absolutely. seven games. He still could lose out. I've, but that's that's what I'm saying. If, had he lost out, including the pit game, there was mm-hmm. no way in the universe they would have been like, oh, well, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 100%. 100%. But, you know, crazier things have happened, and sometimes you you know where the bodies are buried. That's okay. how many has stayed there for that long. So, you I know. Wish- I would no. Oh, Manny didn't know where not a single body was buried. The way they got rid of him, he ain't had dirt on nobody. He couldn't oh even. He, he didn't even know who was messing with the secretary. That man did not know nothing. The way they got rid of him, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Help uh, us, Father. When and and looking at this and looking at this uh, Scott Satterfield situation, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you very simply. This this Louisville <laughs> team. This was a huge win for them. I hate to go to the coastal. Y'all know me. I like to dip and dabble over there. Free Israel, man. Free Israel, a better candidate. Free him. 
free, bro, because it's terrible <laughs> over there. Pitt is yeah, I don't, I don't see him. I don't see him lasting with Keaton Slovis. That's just that's just not a good combination. All right, guys, listen. Sweatblock gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing underarm sweat. I am a first-hand user in terms of Sweatblock. When I tell you, Sweatblock is one of the, probably the best deodorants out there. Maybe Kenton can attest that, you know, when you put on a Sweatblock, you're pretty much good to go for the day. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. Kenton Gibbs, locked on Wolfpack here, avid Sweatblock user. Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We can attest to that. The ugly parts here of week eight for the Atlantic Division teams here in the ACC. Mine would be Boston College. Like, as much as I love you, don't let Wake Forest put 43 up on you. Like, I think at this point, I just want Boston College to have some pride about them. Like, what are we What are we doing? Just have some pride about you. Just, just really be excited for the season. You, you brought Zay Flowers back. It hasn't been an offensive, you know, excitement as it was supposed to be an anticipated, highly anticipated year for Phil Jakovic. What an embarrassing year for all of that is and what Zay could have done in terms of going other places. You guys are not helping this young man. I don't care what the offensive line, like, it just is ugly all around. I hate that for him, for that kid. Like, I hate that he stuck this out and he almost is like a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A cautionary tale to sticking it out for NIL or loyalty over NIL money. You know what I'm saying? Like as much as people are like, you know, loyalty, da 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 da. If you don't get your bread because the coach that probably leaves there who's going to his next move up is going to do the exact same thing. You know, I'm going to give this Boston College team a pass for this reason, for this reason only. As a big guy, I know that the trenches are where games are won and lost. Thousand percent, and they darn near having to play walk-ons. I have never the irony, the irony of Boston College. They were the Iowa of the South. Every when you go to play Boston College, you knew that they were going to trot out at least six, seven linemen that are. Oh, okay. <laughs> the offensive line of the South. What is you talking about? Where is Boston College? Iowa of the South. Iowa because they they're not even in the South. Okay, I'm sorry, not of the South. You're right. Of the East? Iowa of the ACC. I apologize. The Iowa of the East? My mind, I don't know why I forgot they were in the Northeast. Anyway, um, they were that. Though. They were that. Whenever you went to go play Iowa, you knew it was going to be two things. They were going to have really good tight ends, and they were going to have just massive mauling offensive linemen. Shout out to tight ends day. Yes, Lord. Okay, and, anyway. And Lord forbid, and Lord <laughs> forbid, all of a sudden, they're down so many linemen. They're down mm-hmm. so many big guys that, like, you're looking at who they're trotting out there. And you're just like, oh, this is this is not going. It's tough. If you can't, if, if you were Zay though, would you sit out the rest of the year? Um, I I would say I would say no, simply because uh, the offensive line would not hold up well enough for you to get hit a lot. They won't. So you know, you kind of get to like basically run sprints and cut a little bit here and there, but. You're not, you're not going to be getting the ball a ton. They're but, just, I mean, Phil is, like, on suicide. This is watch every time he has to go out there. Like, it's just – it's terrible. So, as the receiver, that makes my job even easier. Hey, I ain't got to worry about – let me go ahead and run my route. Let me go ahead and break them down. Let me – You ain't got to worry about me. You ain't got to worry about me. What's your Hello? Ugly? Hello? I, listen, all I'm going to say is this. I ain't heard about Zay Flowers taking a huge, bunch of huge hits over the middle of this year. Have you? He has not. He has not. He has not. 
What's your ugly for the week? Oh, my ugly for the week. Oh, you know, God. I know that I said that these ACC teams um, – <clears throat> In this 36 game, or this rather um, 38 game, winning streak of Clemson, which all 38 were not all Atlantic teams. They weren't all ACC teams. We get that. However, this year, these ACC teams, every ACC team to play Clemson, except Wake Forest, is my ugly. All of you forgot how to play football within the confines of the rules the minute you got close to beating Clemson. Each and every one of you. The, Syracuse, What? how do you get three late hits out of bounds? How do you do that in one half of football? NC State, why would you go empty set against three of the best pass rushers in the nation? And you thought to yourself, oh, yeah, they got good pass rushers. I want my offensive line to have no help. That's what I'll do. Georgia Tech, you idiots did the exact same thing to start this year off. And yeah, they're coastal, but the, the fact of the matter still remains. Every ACC team that has played them thus far has completely and utterly forgotten how to play football. They just hey. Yeah, even Florida State, they like forgot and then they remembered and then they forgot again, you know? And that was tough to watch as well. Oh, I, how did I forget Florida State? How did I forget Florida State? <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what, them boys from Tallahassee sure did wet the bed too. Again, the 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 sheer volume of teams that were shaking in their boots, the sheer volume of the oh boy, this you know, I, I would like to win a game, but I mean, have you seen the paw on the side of their helmets? It might be a real tiger jump out of that thing. I'm a shiver me timbers. I'm scared of those guys. This is embarrassing. Again, it's not I when Clemson was beating teams, when they played Georgia Tech that year that they had um, Travis Etienne rush for like 200 yards on 12 carries, <laughs> that Georgia Tech team was woefully underprepared. There was nothing they could do. There was nothing under God's green earth that was going to help that team. All of the teams now, you have the horses in the stable. Let them run. But that's my thing, though. You you always say, like, oh, well, people can't play Clemson close, so that's bad. Now people are playing close and they're losing, so that's bad. So you're not going to be satisfied until Clemson is just, like, just another run-of-the-mill ACC team getting beat like everybody else. I disagree. I'm, I, was, I was happy. I'm not mad at teams playing Clemson close. I'm happy yeah. that teams are playing Clemson close. I want people to see the conference can't be taken seriously just by playing them close. Somebody has to win a darn game. I mean, for Jesus, that, this is the, again three personal fouls and one. And, and don't get me wrong, yes, the no call on the late hit on Schrader was a turning point. Absolutely, terrible. I get yeah. it. You cannot blame the refs. NC State, the fumble by uh, Will Shipley that was turned into ball on the one. That was a turning point in the game. It should have been. A uh, touchback, sure, but guess what? Y'all cannot blame the refs. Y'all have plenty of time after that to make something happen. So, yeah, Syracuse clock management, Lord, twenty-eight seconds by the wayside. What was y'all? I mean, what are we, do we have? We ever known? Have we ever you known? Know and I go hard to be know, but got to my. What is you doing? It's still, you had you would have had two whole minutes, dog. And you know, Garrett don't do well under pressure. You know, you know, Garrett don't do well. With all due respect, with all due respect, have we ever seen Dino do a great job of clock management ever? 
But dang, like you ain't the only one. You know he got to have coaches who say, hey, coach, take a time out. His microphone, his headset don't work. I mean, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But again, all <laughs> of you ACC teams from this year who have okay. forgotten how to play football, Wake Forest, y'all did the best y'all could. But even you, Wake Forest, y'all all of a sudden stopped throwing the ball on a team that y'all were bombing all game. What is what is wrong with you people? You, and you know what's crazy? What's crazy is Coach Clawson being mad about Sam Hartman not getting the kind of love and attention that he feels like is due to him. And I'm like, you know, if he had won that one, we'd be having <laughs> Sam Hartman for Heisman conversation and go if, hold it. If you would have left the ball in Sam's hands at the end of the game, maybe. You know, oh, it's well, it's, it's Wake Forest. Nobody likes us. So we're Wake Forest. Maybe. Look, just yeah. maybe. I talked about this with AJ Black because AJ Black had a moment last week where I had to tell him to stop doing that stuff. He said the DJ, he said the DJ was a, a Heisman candidate. And I said, yeah. DJ is the most notable player on a good team. So maybe possibly if they run the table, maybe he gets an invite to New York just off the strength. He Absolutely. has not been good enough. He has not been good enough. And this was before he got benched. I said that he hadn't been good enough to to warrant that. With that being said, you know what well, would we'll get your boy some Heisman love if y'all were in the top five, if y'all were undefeated, if y'all were heck, if y'all were in the top 10 and undefeated, guess what happens? All of a sudden, people are saying, Well, how are those guys out there in Winston-Salem doing it? Look, perfect example. Hendon Hooker didn't they didn't say, All right, let's use our running backs when, during the Tennessee Alabama game. You go with the hot hand, you go with your guy, you go with who and you guess go what? with. And, and guess what? And guess what? Tennessee actually did when they got up, they actually did try to run the ball. And what happened? Alabama came back. And what did they say? Hendon, the ball got to go back in your hands. You can't, Hendon, you got to win this. You got to, if we're going to win it, you got to win it, Hendon, which that's another story for another time. But I find it interesting how everybody's like, oh, he's, he may not be a first rounder or QB1 because of how old he is. When I remember there was a guy from last year that was, I was just about about to say he's playing on this Sunday here night. So I'm pretty sure Hendon has an opportunity. Let's not play that game. You know, let's not play that game. <laughs> I want the math to math. You know, I want the math. The math is the math is Englishing, and I don't like that. The math yeah. needs the math. It doesn't need to math. It needs the math. But I digress. Long story short, my ugly, all of you teams who forget how to play football down the stretch against Clemson, it is embarrassing. You are embarrassing the conference. You are embarrassing yourselves, each and every one of you. Don't sit up here and cry and say, my quarterback ain't getting a Heisman love. You took the ball out of his hands. Don't sit up here and say, well, we're not the same old NC State team. Congratulations, you are. Don't sit up here and say, well, you know, nobody showed Syracuse love. You didn't show yourself love. You gave up that game by all of a sudden. The mob, which I love that defense. I love those guys. I talk about how how good the mob is all the time. And all of a sudden, the mob literally thought they were the mob and enforcers and they didn't have to follow rules no more. You nincompoops. That is what loses you a game. That is oh, the Lord. He done use the SAT nincompoop word. Lord, okay. We, yes. Uh, embarrassing. You scaring the hoes. We got it. We got it. We got, I'm saying all the all, – I'm not saying you're scaring the hoes. I'm saying the teams that can't beat Clemson are scaring the hoes because we're trying to, you know, get these good contracts and all the things. And y'all not helping us. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day – we shouldn't be watching, you know, half of our teams on ESPN three. Like, help us, Jim Phillips, get these teams in a better grip. That's all I'm saying. I will scare the 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 holes, the rakes, the the garbage bag that you put the leaves in. All of it. I will scare every gardening tool you can think of if that means that these ACC teams will finally figure out. Well, yeah. wait a minute now. Clemson is a good team. They got some good guys over there. They got some really good guys, but. 
we don't need to lose our wits and our fundamentals just because we're in a close game down the stretch. Yeah. I will I will scare the siding off your house if that means that these ACC teams are finally going to figure it out and not say, oh, they're, they're so good. They're so big over there. They're so strong over there. Again, and, and, and I want to reiterate this one last time because I know we're running out of time. I want to reiterate this one more time. Clemson, this is not a knock against you. Y'all keep doing what you do. If they're going to keep letting you whoop on them, keep letting you whoop. Keep whooping on them. Let the streak get to 80 for all I care. That's not y'all's fault. Y'all are doing what you have to do, beating the teams that are in front of you. The rest of the ACC, the rest of the Atlantic, for shame. Well, it looked like it could be a Clemson-North Carolina ACC championship game, and I can't wait to talk about that tomorrow. Will my heels actually be able to get it done and be the Coastal Division champions? We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. Kenton Gibbs, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Can you please remind the folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Oh, not at your heels, because they finna win the Coastal, not at your heels. Yeah, you already know how to go. I am very, I am very, I'll pick you up when I feel like it. And right now, mm. I'm feeling like we might go to the Coastal. We might go ahead and be a Coastal champ. So, heck, yeah, I'm picking them up. Yeah, you already know how it is up here. Well, in other news, you can find me at Locked On Wolfpack. Wherever you're hearing this or watching this right now, you can find mm-hmm. me at Locked On Wolfpack. You can also find me at LO underscore Wolfpack on Twitter. Love to see it, guys. Again, tomorrow we're talking about the good, bad, and ugly for our coastal teams with Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.